Hello, I'm Lisa Leong, and we're bringing you something new on the bonus. Have you ever wished you'd known what you know now about working careers when you were starting out? With me is Dr. Ranjana Srivastava. Ranjana is an oncologist and columnist for The Guardian, where she writes about the intersection between medicine and humanity. Should we start with medical school? What do you wish you'd known about the process of becoming a doctor? Looking back, the first thing that I wish somebody had told me is that I actually didn't need to study as hard as I did. I suspect I did about 30% more work than I needed for the same outcome. And I think knowing that would have been very useful in uh, getting a life beyond medicine, which took a little bit of time in a six-year course followed by a year of internship. Was that about not needing to get the marks that you got or was it that you could have been more effective, Ranjana? I think the marks were obviously important, but I think once you get into medical school, you need to focus on a lot of things to become a good doctor. And this emphasis on getting the best marks possible. And, and of course, you know, you realize 20 years on that the the grades you get are not sort of a direct correlation of how much you study, how many hours you put in. And, and you know, I think we, we all put a lot of premium on poring over our books and being in the library and missing out on a lot of other formative experiences at university. And I guess you have to have a balance of studying very hard, but not so hard that you miss out on other things. And so what are some of those other things that you think are important then, looking back? So I was 17 when I started studying medicine. I was in this world that was very much a world of medicine that trained you to become a doctor. But I'm a big believer that in order to be a successful person um, and a broad, broadly educated person, you actually need that broad education. So since I became a doctor and then also through medical school, I sort of felt that I had to undertake my own experiences of meeting other people and learning other ideas and other perspectives, which is ultimately so important to good doctor-patient communication as it happens. And what else do you wish you'd known earlier when it comes to a career in medicine? Yeah, so it's funny, and maybe we talk about this more sort of 20 years down the track, or I wouldn't, you know, but one of the things that no one ever touched on is this intersection of personal and professional ambition related to medicine versus the rest of the world and how you fit in things like a family or a, and a career and continue to have ambitions and aspirations for both. And, you know, one very early piece of advice that a very successful um, female physician gave me is, is she said that she couldn't do the work that she did and bring up a family without help. And so that was to her non-negotiable. And, you know, there are so many types of judgments around putting your child in childcare or having a nanny or a babysitter or whatever it is, or, you know, hiring someone to do some cleaning around the house. Uh, and, and it was really nice for somebody who was significantly older than me to say very openly that 
you need help in order to be successful. And that help can come from different kinds of people. And for you, when did you decide it was the right time to have children? Because uh, especially in some of these longer courses, it doesn't seem like there's really an obvious time uh, to take that time to have children. Well, that's absolutely right. And there was no perfect time and we all have to make our choices. And one thing that I suppose I've learned from my own experience, and I will preface this for our listeners by saying that I have three wonderful and healthy children, but my first pregnancy unfortunately ended in the loss of twins. And I've written about that in The Guardian and the circumstances surrounding that and how it also actually transformed my view of what a good doctor is like. But um, I think when we contemplate pregnancy and having a family, we don't think about the setbacks. And so my first experience was a huge setback. uh, And we need to somehow take those things into account. So um, I think at some point, I still can't see how you can have a full bore career with all the professional ambitions that, um, that a career in medicine kind of Uh, throws upon you and have a family life that feels like it's actually a family life. I think something has to give and I have always been very open about the things um, that I've had to compromise on. And so if you take all of that experience, um, what is the type of things that you would say to a, a young doctor then about that? One of the things that's been really important for me in my ongoing journey is taking stock of my own life and figuring out uh, the things that I do for myself and because it fulfills an inner purpose as opposed to what the world expects. And this is something that you hear repeatedly, especially from young doctors who will say, I am expected to do research. I'm expected to spend X, Y, Z time in the hospital. Um, I'm expected to, people expect me to to do this because otherwise I will not get a job. Um, And I think that's a really hard Uh, understanding to live with. And I think for all of us, that means kind of really fighting back a little bit at that and saying, well, what what are the things that matter? And they're absolutely different for different people. So, for example, for one doctor, being at the pinnacle of research is going to be really important because that's how they define themselves. But equally, I have very good friends who work one day a week or two days a week because they have young children. And to them, what matters most is being at home. And I think there is no right, one right answer for, for anyone. But what I hate to see is people being pushed along some tide of expectation that is all external. Brilliant. Thanks so much, Ranjana. And Ranjana's latest book is A Better Death, Conversations About the Art of Living and Dying Well. And her earlier book is What It Takes to Be a Doctor. I'm Lisa Leong, and until next time, keep working.